Welcome to Festival Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Here's your host, Marla Davies. Hey now, it's Marla Davies, your host of Festival Nation, where we celebrate the magical world of music festivals. And as we head into the fall season, it's usually festivals galore. And in fact, in 2020, some of the major festivals from earlier in the season have rescheduled for September and October with great hopes that things would be up and running by now. But as we roll into the fall of 2020, we're still finding mass public gatherings not happening. And for those of us who love festivals, the harsh reality is 2020 is virtually festival-less. Live festivals, that is. But when it comes to festivals, there is plenty of virtual. I'm grateful for my music fix, and I'm yearning to head out, though, and live and breathe the live festival experience. But for now, we're enjoying from home. Coming up, we'll talk to talent buyer Chris Porter from San Francisco's Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival, where the music will play on virtually on Saturday, October the 3rd. Over the weekend, there were two big festivals, Farm Aid and Bonnaroo, virtually, of course. And for those of you who love Dave Matthews, you got a double shot. First, Farm Aid which was Saturday, September the 26th, 2020. For 35 years, Farm Aid has been working to keep America growing. The annual music and food festival celebrates farmers, eaters, and music, and all this coming together for change. This year, Farm Aid was a virtual at-home festival experience. On the bill, the usual suspects, Willie Nelson, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, and Dave Matthews. The event was three hours, featuring some 20 bands, plus Bonnie Raitt and Boss Gags, who seem to be popping up together on the virtual concert circuit. They're actually going to play at the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival coming up this weekend. Brandy Carlisle on the bill, Chris Stapleton, Edie Brickell and Charlie Sexton, Jack Johnson, Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real and more. I've never been to Farm Aid and I've always wanted to. It has moved and grown over the years. It started in 1985 at Memorial Stadium in Champaign, Illinois, and has moved all around the Midwest and beyond. From Manor Downs Racetrack in Texas, to the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, to the Superdome in New Orleans, to Burgettstown, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh, to Alpine Valley in Wisconsin in 2019. But it's always been one of those festivals that I've wanted to go to and support. And actually, I did support this year financially by making a donation online. In solidarity, I stand with family farmers. For me, Farm Aid is a perfect festival that combines good times, good music, and a good cause. Here's Dave Matthews on Farm Aid. The concept of, of, of farming is, uh, in, you know, the original sense is to take care of the land so the land takes care of you. We have to be looking forward and backwards. We can't only be defending small farmers, we have to also be, you know, pushing the envelope of trying to bring uh, far new farmers to the land and improve the possibility of small farmers and family farmers of staying on the land. William, John, and Neil bring us all together. and We're being a voice for the people that we're here to serve, which is the farmers and, and the people that are trying to take care of the planet at the same time as they take care of us. If we can improve farmers' uh, 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 
year by when we have farm aid and fill the concession stand, the concessions out here with with far local food, then that's perfect too. Everything we can do. I'm an example of someone who's had their eyes opened by uh, being involved with farming. I feel confident that in my lifetime people will uh, wake up more and more about the food we eat. Out my back down the old dirt hill. Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals. Also last weekend was the rescheduled Bonnaroo, which was a combination of both live acts and archived sets. Some of the best of past performances were the Beastie Boys from 2009, Metallica from 2008, Nathaniel Rateliff and Alabama Shakes, both from 2015. There was the Dave Matthews Band from 2004, James Brown from 2003, My Morning Jacket from 2011, and the White Stripes from 2007. There were also segments centered around health and wellness and creativity. You could have checked out cocktail tutorials and a dance party with your dog. According to the Bonnaroo website, the unique original programming was a festival experience true to Roo. The three-night broadcast brought from Manchester, Tennessee into your home, transforming your living room into your very own stage and pit. Just announced Bonnaroo has rescheduled next year to Labor Day weekend, September 2nd through the 5th, 2021. The original rescheduled date was June 17th through the 20th. They pushed it out a couple months. The announcement says, we want to thank you for being a loyal Bonnarooian and we appreciate your patience as we navigate the best options to ensure that we can be together on the farm in 2021. Ticket rollover options are available and so are refunds. Tool, Lizzo, and Tame Impala are still set up to be the headliners. And as we round out 2020 with much promise for festivals in 2021 without a vaccine and a cure, more and more early 2021 dates are beginning to be pushed further into next year. This coming up weekend was also the Lock-In Festival in Virginia. And there was a plan a few months back to have all concert goers rapid COVID test and with negative results, get into the festival and stay for the entire three days. The promoters did think better of it and the festival was canceled and rescheduled for October, 2021. This weekend, Joe Russo's Almost Dead will perform both on the Relics channel and fans.com instead. Coming up next, we'll talk with a talent buyer for the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival, Chris Porter. He'll share how San Francisco's free festival will play on virtually this weekend and how you can enjoy the festival from your living room or on a tarp in your own backyard. More after this. Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals. Hey now, it's Marla Davies, host of Festival Nation, where we celebrate the magical world of music festivals. And for 2020, that's turned out to be a virtual celebration. 
For 19 years, fans from around the world gather each October for the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. And this October will be the festival's 20th anniversary, and it will be like no other. With the coronavirus pandemic in full swing, the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival is reinventing itself like all other festivals are forced to do this year. This year's festival will be an online broadcast called Let the Music Play On. It'll be on Saturday, October the 3rd from 5 to 8 Eastern, 2 to 5 Pacific, and it will be virtual and inventive. The day will be filled with new performances, archival sets, and crowdsourced footage from the first two decades of the festival. The plans for the 20th anniversary of the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival were announced on July the 25th online with a live stream afternoon concert from Los Lobos. The band performed at a park in Southern California, socially distanced with masks on. You can see the entire show on the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass.com website. The event was hosted by the legendary Bay Area DJ, Bonnie Simmons, who is also the artist relations manager for Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, who told festival lovers for the 20th anniversary, they'd be able to put down their tarps anywhere you like. There'll be no restrictions on beverages and no long lines for the bathrooms. I guess there are some advantages to virtual festivals. The Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival will let the music play on in your own living rooms and backyards. You'll be able to see new performances by treasured regulars and some first-time artists too, with footage from their hometowns and favorite venues. Here today to tell us about the upcoming Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival is talent buyer Chris Porter. Hey, Chris. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. It's a yay. I know we're together again. I know last year we chitty chatted and there were some changes with Hardly Strictly when you guys put up the fences for the first time after the Gilroy Garlic Festival mm-hmm. shooting, which was just a little, you know, a little over a year ago. And now, wow, lots more changes. Well, the whole world changed yeah. right now. We're all we all have to put the brakes on everything that we're doing. Yes, we and re, a lot of reinvention. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of well for different things as I work on a number of different events, and some are just you know fully off, and then some, like in the hardly strictly bluegrass case, are kind of pivoting from a live gathering uh, event to uh, television production in a way because uh, that's yeah. essentially what we're doing is putting together a big webcast broadcast uh to present out to the world as as some other festivals have also done yeah i mean even like little baby festivals here we had a festival in san jose it's just a small street fair and they went it was april so they went virtual and you know it was just really interesting to see how we've embraced all the new technology and you know i watched you know i've watched a lot of streaming i think we all have you know it's been great but it's not the same but it's been great anyway to have something yeah, absolutely. I mean, I appreciate everybody's ingenuity and, uh, and uh, you know, pressing on to keep the music alive and to get out there. And it's been a lot of fun to, to watch a lot of streams uh, all over the world. And, but, you know, uh, you know, a lot of it's, of course, uh, you know, a mix of uh, quality level and everything. You've got a lot of things that are, you know, the, as I call them, the bedroom or living room sessions and nothing wrong with that. That's actually kind of cool. I saw Richard Thompson doing things from his couch and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But uh but what we're hoping to do with Hardly Strictly Bluegrass is is um, uh, so something a, a little more ambitious where we're having our video crew 
uh, and product, some of our production staff going to three different cities. We're going to Nashville, to Austin, and to San Francisco, and um, essentially kind of bringing HSB to a lot of artists and uh, recording um, uh, uh, performances from them to put together for a whole show. Oh, so it's just going to be a one-day event then? Yes. One, that's enough, right? Because it's a, I, I just wanted to tell you, I'm sure you already know this, I wanted to tell our fans that this is – this whole thing, the pandemic and the streaming is basically causing you to have a lot more work, I think, right? I mean, it's probably more work than it was just throwing a regular old festival. Well, uh, for some people, yes. Some people know, depending on you know what your role is. Uh, certainly for my colleague, Sherry Sternberg, who's our executive director, uh, she's been swamped it's been reinventing the wheel you know times 10 in some cases you know and and working and, and really you know uh doing something that's not really in our wheelhouse uh generally as far as, as this sort of thing but uh, we're making it in our wheelhouse and it's going very well so far i mean we're just in the early stages of putting it all together in, in a lot of ways but it's uh it's com- things are coming together very well and i'm confident we're going to have something very very special to present to the world uh on what would have been hardly strictly bluegrass weekend in Golden Gate Park, we'll have something on your computer screens. Uh, so watch. Time. Well, you know, it's your twentieth anniversary. First of all, so happy anniversary. Thank you. It feels uh, rather bittersweet. I mean, we're psyched to be twenty years, and we're psyched to be putting together what we're putting together for this, uh, you know, wonderful present presentation. But uh, we were really hoping, obviously, to to be with uh, with all of our friends and fans uh, at Golden Gate Park. So, uh, but you know, we're aiming, obviously, to do that in twenty twenty one. Yes, we're and all looking we'll ahead. Hopefully, we'll have some. Absolutely, just punting everything to twenty twenty one, and hoping we can have some normalcy by then. And then, uh, you know, who knows, I guess maybe we'll uh, make an extra special, not that we wouldn't have, but maybe we'll make uh, the 25th one extra special, we'll see. But uh, I know, well, that's yeah. funny because my wedding anniversary is this year, too, my 20th. Oh, and right? your 20th as well. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Well, happy anniversary to you. Thank you, and I was planning on something a little more extravagant, you know, and, I, and it was so funny. I was just telling someone the exact same thing, conversation the other day. And I said, we're just not going to be able to do that. Anything really extravagant. And then someone said, well, there's always the 25th. Same thing, right? That's You're just right. Gonna capitalize right. on that. Well, you know, we're all about our, our multiples of five and ten, yeah, I guess. You know, and, uh, every year to me should be very special, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm like excited about that. But the world looks at it that way, so we uh, we try to address it accordingly. So, uh, but we're making the, you know, make the best. Uh, it, 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 um, make the best of it. Making the lemonade out of lemons here, and right. you know, making uh, a, a really special uh, presentation. Uh, that will be very unique. Uh, that we'll present uh, uh, in early October, and uh, it'll not only be, uh, you know, a big concert of, of a lot of fantastic performances, but uh, we'll also be telling the story about Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. It'll be maybe some little documentary aspects to the presentation too, because a lot of people still don't know the whole story, and it's a fascinating story of how it started. So, uh, right, we'll so it'll be educational that. as well. Yes, that's what we're aiming for. Well, I feel like you guys are going to have serious high production values. For First of all, I think it's really smart that you're going out with your crews to capture the, you know, the audio and the music and the concerts. So you have control because I've seen a lot of streaming and you just, you're right. You know, you just don't know what people's Wi-Fi's are going to be like or sound quality or lighting i mean there's so many aspects to these oh, performances right yeah absolutely marla i mean i've seen some things and like in the you know 
what are they thinking department? I won't name them. Usually this is more like local band type stuff, but I see some things and it's like one little light, the whole thing's all dark. There's some, right. you know, and, and then the, the microphone is only the mic from their laptop, which right. in some cases can be sound better than you think it's going to, it's okay. But then sometimes it's like, wow, this is just really painful and people just tune out, you know? And so those that have kept me, you know, hook me in. I wanted to catch like, you know, two or three songs and then maybe I'll go off to something else. And they hooked me in. I watched all half hour of whoever's presentation. Then you're like, okay, they were doing something special quality. The quality was, was high, you know, from sound and, and, uh, and visual quality. And that's certainly a big, big thing. We're very sensitive about that. That's a big uh, goal of ours is to have it as high production as we Inconsistent, right? So that each yes. performance is going to look the same. I know. I mean, I, it's an evolution thing for everybody just going through this. Well, I felt, you know, because I, of course, I do Festival Nation podcasts and I'm always keeping my eye on festivals and I've been waiting waiting to see what you guys were going to do, you know, because you're, you were in the perfect position in October and everybody was moving their festivals to that same exact weekend, right? Everybody was the first weekend of October all of a sudden, you know, Bottle Rock came over there and I was thinking, boy, that's going to be a busy festival weekend. I think we all held hope. And I think you guys too, because I kept looking like, have they canceled yet? What are they doing? What are they going to well, do? Well, we kind of, yeah, we waited a little bit, not so much because we thought we, I think we all kind of, you know, looked in the proverbial mirror and knew that we, you know, a long time ago and knew we couldn't do this or at least not do it in the same uh, level that we normally would. However, I think we really wanted to have a lot of ducks in a row and be able to not just tell people, oh, okay, we're canceling this and then come out later with, oh, but we're going to put this, you know, online presentation on. We wanted to be able to tell people what we were going to do. Uh, hence, we did, you know, with the Los Lobos uh, uh, broadcast we had on recently, and that was our announcement. They, they did a recording down in uh, Southern California for us did a marvelous uh, set yes. of music. And, and it's great. We, and you uh, can still catch it on the website, the Hardly Strictly yes. Bluegrass website. It's right there. And it's, if you missed it, Correct. but it, yeah, it was done so well. I mean, it was not, you know, rinky dink. It was legit. And they, I guess they were out at, I don't know, into some outdoor location. They all were yeah, wearing masks. Yeah, there's a little amphitheater in, uh, I think it's Claremont, California, and uh, not far from where the guys live. And uh, yeah, got to got to record there. And then we had uh, our own Bonnie Simmons, who has, you know, a large, long uh, history on radio and has, played, has worked at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass since year two. So she's, you know, she's been a part, a big part of it for a long time. And so we, we thought, Bonnie, you should you should be the host and do the interview. So and she did a great job. It was really oh really gosh, proud of her. she's great. I used to work with her uh, eons ago, many moons ago. We worked together when I was just starting in radio, and she was the legend. You know, so it was great. Yeah, it was great to see her. And I love what she said. She said, "Now you know you can watch this stuff from home and put your tarps anywhere you like." You know, no restrictions on beverages. <laughs> and That's no, right. No, no long lines for the bathroom. <laughs> So that's you know there is positives to you know these things and that that being those wonderful things. I mean, of course, I miss being with you know being out there, and just being with people and you know enjoying it all together. But you know that's the I think you guys are really going to create something wonderful. And plus, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about how how if you went to Hardly Strictly, you want to know about folks' memories, and you're going to share all that in the in the broadcast too. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 I mean, we've got a lot of archived, uh, 
interviews uh, from, you know, obviously from uh, from performers and then also from patrons and people working on it. So a lot of that will be some of our archive stuff that we'll, we'll present and, uh, you know, how much of that is still kind of being worked out. That's still, uh, this all is still a uh, work in progress, but uh, you're going to be working to the final more. second. I get, I think, I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a wealth of, you know, we were looking back, okay, we'll show you a few archive, uh, you know, moments and we're like, God, oh, where, I mean, it's just, there's where do just you start? It's countless, where do you start? But, uh, we've got a big crew, you know, the, the Hellman family is very involved with this and our whole crew and, you know, every, everybody's, you know, helping out. And so we're, we're going to have something very special. I think you're right. I'm not even in doubt. I mean, I'm sure you guys were already, I'm sure after the 19th, which was last summer, you already started planning for the 20th. So you didn't even realize, of course, you couldn't predict this pandemic. So you had a lot of stuff in the works. Are, are some of the artists that you had planned, you know, to perform? I'm sure you had your lineup. You're the talent, but I'm sure you had all these. You were probably pretty much ready to go. Yeah, I was somewhere between two thirds and three quarters booked when I had to put the we were like, OK, we got to put the brakes on this and wait and see for a while. Then I was almost going to start up again. And it's like, no, 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 forget it. Some of the artists I did have uh, booked for this year. Some are, are, you know, our legacy acts. Some have played, performed for us in the past. Uh, so, you know, th- th- we're familiar with everybody. Um, and, um, you know, that doesn't preclude that we won't have them, you know, other years or next year or the year after, whenever. But, uh, you know, we also it, it just had the timing, you know, the, the artists were, were trying to be very you know, careful with uh, uh, protocols for the pandemic and be making sure every performer and everybody's safe and everybody needs to be in that comfort zone. Um, and uh, so, you know, it was I couldn't assume everybody would be uh, willing to participate. So in a lot of ways, I, I had a little bit of a head start on programming for, for who was going to be you know part of the webcast, but there's still a lot of work involved with it. And, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just and, logistics. So with all yeah. this craziness, and I know you're immersed and you you do more than just Hardly Strictly, right? You do other festivals, too. You're involved in some other yeah. stuff. I work on a, some on some different parts of the country. I have I produce a, a small festival in Lowell, Massachusetts called the Town and the City Festival, which happens in late October. So I have a very busy October every year. Um, are they going to have it? Or what are they going to do with it? No, their, no, no, totally no that's, that's not going to happen. No, none of no, nothing. No festival is happening. At least nothing that I'm working on is happening this year. Uh, there's another event called the South Lake Union Block Party that happens in Seattle, uh, where I live most of the year, um, and uh, that had to get. Uh, push to next year as well. I'm already booked on or half booked on some of these. So I'm have a, a heck of a, a head start next year. That's the one silver lining here. Right. But, um, so I have those and, you know, neither of them are happening. And then I do some consulting and I, you know, work on some uh, on a, on a music venue as well. So yeah, I have my hands on a lot of things, but this year has been more, you know, working on the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass or Hardly Strictly Broadcast as we're calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then just kind of just getting, you know, catching up on a lot of different work and personal things and getting ready for 2021. That's, you know, and, and you know, trying to trying to make the best of the situation. Right. Sort of putting a pause on things. We, as you if you could look because you, you're really somewhat of a festival expert, I would think. I mean, you really you, you, you probably have your you know, you have your, your finger on the pulse and all that. What do you think? I mean, 2021. I mean, I know it's hard to say, but it, it, 
festivals are going to have to change and evolve in a different way. I mean, I, I was just telling someone, I, they, I felt like festivals, even though Hardly Strictly still had that organic feel, you know, you could show up even if you didn't show up, you know, the minute it started. You could show up any time of the day and you could just, it was still had a freeness because it's a free festival too. But you, you could get to the front of the stage if you wanted to, things like that, right? But festivals were getting huge so do you do you think there's going to be a trend of things sort of maybe getting smaller or what do you kind of see um well i mean i think you know some 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 of the more successful festivals or ones that are that are making more of a mark these days are a little smaller although i don't think that has anything to do with the pandemic that was something that was starting i i think some people are uh, except for maybe very young, you know, much younger people, you know, the, the big crowds, you know, the overhead, you know, the bigger the festival, the more the overhead you have. And some of the, some very huge festivals were, were starting to disappear in, in, over the last two or three years. And the so-called boutique festival, as the people in the industry call it, and that would be anything from, say, you know, 10,000 people or less. Those have been a little more attractive, I think, uh, as far as, you know, they're easy. Go Kind of to your point about Harley Strictly, even though it's a massive amount of people and massive amount of uh, artists um it does have a very relaxed feel and i feel i I get the impression a lot of people are are seeking that out more now to your point about the pandemic though i think um you know the certain protocol i think we're always going to want to be you know keep you know keep things as sanitary as possible i think you know the human beings are going to think you know that's going to even after we you know we get uh a vaccine for this and we can start to get maybe get some normalcy because festivals aren't going to come back until the vaccine right. made and, and mm-hmm. distributed. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, you know, as far as cleanliness and sanitization and all that is really going to, going to be uh, really important. I mean, the ironic thing is I, I did get on a plane not too long ago and I was just thinking to myself, this plane is cleaner than the planes have ever been in the history right. of aviation Everything. right now, ironically. Right. And so I think, you know, that's going to be in our consciousness for a long time. And that's a good thing, you know. Uh, Let me just say, though, Chris, I don't know how much cleaner those outhouses can be because, boy, are they clean. Not those are those are cesspools. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I will. Some, some that you can only do so much, but uh, <laughs> there's right. certainly Purell. There's, well, if you can find it, some, yeah, but yeah, maybe there's bathing a lot, a lot more Purell stations, you know, sanitizing stations, and a lot more. I, I don't know, you know, it, it's hard to hard to say, but I think it's something that we're gonna, it's gonna be in our consciousness as much as putting fences up for security and giving security and having electricity and all those things. That's gonna be something that's gonna be on festival protocols. Uh, moving forward to some degree at least but you know one thing i was going to say that i think we might see more in the future and tell me what you think a lot of people like the streaming events i mean they're i feel like i feel like now that we've introduced these things they're not going to go away because a lot of people are so happy that they don't have to fight the crowds to go see these bands i mean i love it and thrive on it but a lot of people are like hey i'm just as happy staying home and watching this music so do you think it's going to be something that's going to be added into the elements in the future? Uh, I do. I mean, it's been it's been around before the pandemic. I mean, there was a couple of companies. I know Stage It is one of them. And there's, I think, a couple of others that were around. It's been around for a few years and doing these stream things. But obviously, it wasn't that very popular. It was just kind of like a little novelty on your computer or whatever. But uh now I agree with you. I think this is going to be a thing. I mean, I don't know if it'll be obviously as prevalent as it is now, but will it, 
will it continue on? Absolutely. I could imagine, I don't, you know, one idea is actually with, with smaller venues, for instance, and this is, this could be a, a, a little bit of a revenue stream for them. Let's say, you know, you have a 400 capacity venue and you have a sold out show, you know, everybody paid, you know, say $30 for that ticket, but then you open it up for a live stream for a discounted ticket. You can't be there. It's not going to be quite as good, but you can still watch the show for say $15 or whatever. And then all of a sudden you have hundreds more people uh, watching it. So your 400 cap venue all of a sudden becomes a 600 cap place, you know, or a 700 or whoever, depending on how many people want to watch. That could be something that could be, uh, you know, can, could be worked out a little bit in the future. I think with venues, uh, with festivals, I think, you know, it depends. I mean, you want, don't want to take away from, uh, necessarily from you know people showing up to your event that's what you really want more than anything but you know as an element for you know, other artists to uh to do special uh special broadcasts or collaborative things or i don't know i think yeah i think it's going to be with us i guess is you know the short answer yes to to what degree it'll be interesting to see you know but i think i think you know it'll be it'll continue to be around it'll, yes. yeah because i think some people well, I have some friends that are introverts, and they are. I said, "Are you doing okay with this pandemic?" They're like, "We love it. We're at home." I'm like, "Oh, I know. I'm dying. Yeah, I'm dying." The homebodies love it. The homebodies home love, love it, it, right? And, and you know, and that's the and that's another point too. It's like you know, you can't, you know, transportation issues or whatever, and you know, some place, some places, are, you know, half hour away, and you know, maybe there are weather issues. But it gives you an opportunity, or it gives you an option to watch. Absolutely. I can see some people want, wanting to do that for sure. So that, that it'll always have, I think it'll always be an, an element here and it'll be, you know, it'll, it'll continue to be used. And, uh, and I also think also the quality to, you know, to what we were saying, going full circle, the quality I think is going to keep improving and improving over time to the point where, you know, some people might be like, you know, huh, why do I want to bother going all the way to the venue? It's going to look and sound great on my computer. Right. People, of course, I, there's just nothing like going. Although I'll tell you, I am definitely been saving money. My entertainment budget is stacking up because I'm ready to I'm ready to go to some festivals when, when this whole thing ends. And I hopefully think we're all going to cherish and, and we're all going to cherish that and we're going to appreciate it more. That time that we all can be, whether it's over big table at a, together with a bunch of people at a restaurant to going to a festival to going to a show in, in some, you know, small or whatever venue. Um, we're going to be those first few times. We're going to be, wow, this is wonderful. I'm so, you, you, we're going to be so grateful when we can do right. it again. And I think that's good. Having appreciation and gratitude for things you uh, have in to. our lives is important. I think it, this whole thing made everybody slow down and respect, you know, reflect and appreciate the little things. I know, I know I'm, I'm not the only one that's been cleaning my house like a nut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Extra through like clean yeah, now and going through like boxes and weird things. And I, I alphabetize my vinyl collection. I mean, just bizarre things that I never had time for before. Oh, I had a lot of reading. Okay. I still have a lot of, I had this pile of magazines that I'd be <laughs> able to take, you know, cut that down about halfway and some, you know, probably about a dozen books I hadn't read. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm catching up on a lot of that, which I'm grateful for. Chris, always a pleasure to have you on my show. I can't wait to talk to you again and look forward to seeing uh, what you come up with this year. Th thank you so much, Mara. I appreciate all your support and, uh, and positive vibes. And uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Okay, great. Thanks, Chris. You bet. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals. Thanks to Chris Porter from the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival. 
that is happening this weekend, October the 3rd. On the bill are some of my favorites and looking forward to seeing Bonnie Raitt and Boz Skaggs. There they are again. Chuck Prophet, Jim Lauderdale, Emmy Lou Harris, John Doe, Jimmy Dale Gilmore, and Robert Earl Keane, and so, so many more. The link is on the show notes page, and you can check it out at hardlystrictlybluegrass.com. And please check out the show notes to link to all the festivals that I've talked about today to get the latest information and updates. Coming up on the next episodes of Festival Nation, we'll talk to Dead & Company's Oteo Burbridge, Jerry Garcia Band's Melvin Seals, and rock and roll photographer Jay Blakesburg. These are some interviews I did before Skull and Roses. The festival was forced to postpone their 2020 tour in April, and now they are rescheduled for 2021. I know you'll enjoy them. We'll also be keeping the festival spirit alive by featuring upcoming episodes, doing retrospectives about some of your favorite past festivals. Please reach out and share with me your favorite festival memories. Shoot me an email, festivalnationpodcast at gmail.com, or hit me up on social on Facebook and Instagram at Festival Nation or on Twitter at Nation Festival. And check out all of our podcasts at the Pantheon Podcast Network at Pantheon Pods. Any music used in this Festival Nation podcast is owned by the artist and is used for educational and illustration purposes only. Thanks for checking out, liking, sharing, and following Festival Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you like your podcasts. Just remember, we will get by. We will survive. Talk to you next time. love and music thanks for being part of the tribe for marla davies and everyone here at festival nation until next time tune in turn on